Hi guys! Hey everybody! Tonight is a special treat for us. We're up here on a little vacation, but we still want to get some message out there to those who may need it. And something else special, this is the first time we get to respond to some questions that uh, tonight we're going to address one listener's questions several questions in this message that we got so we're just going to get rocking and rolling uh it's kind of a story that leads off it says we are a couple we live in las vegas and we've been married for 16 years we now have no children and we're newbie christians we got married after three months without any premarital counseling. So of course we had a lot of crisis like any other couples. Uh, yeah, Jennifer yeah. <laughs> and I can attest to that as well. You're not alone. You're, you're right. actually probably in the 80, 90th percentile. That's yes. pretty much how most marriages go. So we thought about what if we had pre-marriage counseling before getting married? Could we have, would we have a better marriage? My basic question is, how important is getting premarital counseling? What if we couldn't have gotten premarital counseling? Is it too late to get counseling for our relationship now after being married for so many years? Well, let's start at the beginning. You want what? You got you take a deep breath. You're about to roll with something. Go. uh, No, I was just, well, yes, I was going to say that's good stuff. And that's a lot of stuff. So we got a lot of time. Lots to talk about. Yeah, but we're just going to break it up into little sections, bite-sized pieces. That's how you eat an elephant, one bite at a time. Yep. All right, so question number one. Question number one is about how important is it to get premarital counseling? Well, the reality is most people don't. And, uh, you know, some marriages survive. uh, Some marriages don't. I... My person and, and Jennifer and I did not get premarital counseling before we got married. So we can really only speak hypothetically on this. Like, how do we feel like it would have benefited our marriage if we would have got premarital counseling? Yeah. So that's really the aspect that the position that we're coming from on this particular question. But does anything pop into your head that you want? No, I mean, we, I will say that. We had been married six months, and then we started counseling. So that was pretty pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, pretty right quick. off the bat. Yeah, right <laughs> off the bat. Yes, yes. So I think that you know, that premarital counseling. A lot of the okay, the number one thing that people fight about in marriage is money, mm-hmm. and then statistically, and then what's the second thing? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I am. I am because I I don't even know off the top of my head. There's like three. I, there's know, three right things. Now, I'm not sure. Um, I I could say I know communication is a big one. I know um, it, once children are involved, children are a big one. You know how to raise kids, the differences. But usually communication. You know, lack of communication or bad communication. Okay. So you, yeah, we're gonna. Okay. So. With what you just said, we're going to take that, and I know that in premarital counseling, like if you go to a counselor and you're like, hey, we're going to get married, we want to talk about some important stuff, there's there's kind of a, a staple sheet that most counselors 
will go by and they just kind of run down these issues that most people fight about. Uh, one of them is money. It's, it's, you know, they ask you, well, is one of you going to be the main breadwinner in the family? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Because when you're about to get married, everything's great. Nobody wants to argue and nobody really wants to put their foot down and say, I want this and I feel really strongly about this. It's kind of like, you're in this fantasy land where you just want everything to go great and oh we could never fight because we're in love and we'll work it out when we get there well then down the road reality sets in mm-hmm. and things become an issue so you do you talk about things like money you talk about not only who's gonna uh, make the money but are you guys gonna have a shared checking account Yes. If are you guys going to have two separate checking accounts? Um, you had talked about how children are going to be raised and disciplined, mm-hmm. and these are things that a lot of people, even us, you know, we really didn't discuss it or talk about it. And uh, fortunately, we're on the same plane as far as how we raise our kids and how we discipline our kids. You know, we, there's some things that we disagree on a little bit, but some people have very different perspectives on how they feel children should be raised, educated, disciplined, uh, things of that nature. And those can be huge stress points in uh, in a marriage. Religion, if you you haven't discussed uh, what your faith is, or if you have faith uh, and where you're at, you haven't discussed that before marriage, that can be um, a big situation in marriage that can cause heated discussions or just a disagreement. So well, it can run the politics. gamut. There's politics. so many things. There's yeah. so many things that you hopefully before you've gotten married that you've talked about or touched touched on. And I mean, I guess I could go on and on, but I wish I had a lifeline. I could ask a counselor. <laughs> but but yeah, there's there's so many topics. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I do wish we had lifelines like that. Like that research guy in the back, we're like, "Hey, you know, pull up online right now." The, <laughs> you know, the the top five reasons people get divorced, and yeah. then you know, the top ten topics of pre-marriage counseling. You know, because oh, yeah. it is, it is. And I could Google it, but I don't. I don't want to just pull something off Google. I want to actually know. Well, I pull it off Google. I just. I'm not, I, I can't walk and chew gum at the same time. So <laughs> I can basically talk or I can sit quiet and do some research. And right now I'm in talking mode. So anyway, the information it. is out there. But to get back to how important is it? You know, it's, it's helpful. Um, but then the, the people that are getting married, they kind of have to have their heads about them as well. Because mm-hmm. if they do disagree on some topic a lot of times because they are in that fantasy land they just kind of go oh well we disagree on it now but it's not that big a deal and we'll we'll figure it out so Mm -hmm. there's still some other things at play but it's just it's a tool pre-marriage counseling it is a tool that if you do it it's going to equip you better in the future and just kind of you know stack a little bit more odds in your favor of being successful in your marriage. Mm-hmm. So yes, um, I I suggest it to anybody, uh, regardless of your age. If you're youngsters, 
if you're an older person and uh, you know if this is your first marriage if it's your second or maybe you know third or more you mm -hmm. know then that kind of leads us into our, our next question is is it too late to get counseling after several years of being married I say it's never too late to start and no matter when you start it's it's kind of like uh, upkeep it's maintenance you know Jennifer and I have had several counselors mm -hmm. and we've learned a lot and even as much as we learn sometimes we both kind of slack off yeah and our relationship goes into autopilot mode and it doesn't really work yeah. that way can I interrupt? I want to go back to the premarital counseling. How about it? I would say if you are going to make that decision and get a premarital counselor, that um, I would maybe interview a few or go in and just ask questions um, like, what, what are we going to talk about? What are the questions that you ask? What needs to be discussed? Because there may be things that you're bringing into the marriage, your own personal uh, issues or own personal things that you're dealing with that um, sometimes those things need to be you need to be discussed before you actually get married. Maybe it's depression, maybe it's codependency, maybe it's a previous marriage. Uh, so I would hope that if you were getting premarital counseling that that counselor, life coach, whatever, pastor would be going through those things with you. So I'm going to say research, research people, research what they're going to be asking you and find out if it's going to be a good fit for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff. Yeah. So now going back to that question, is it, is it too late? Uh, I, I agree with Kyle. No, never too late. It's never, you know, it's, it is, it's, in my opinion, it's the cost of doing business. You know, like if you, if you have a business, uh, you have employees, you got to pay your employees. Otherwise you're not going to have any employees. That's a, that's a cost of doing business, doing continual upkeep on your relationship. And that might be seeing, you know, maybe once a year, you're like, hey, once a year, we're gonna we're gonna do a four or a six or an eight week session with a counselor. Like, no matter what, we may think that our relationship's going great, but we're just gonna go in for a little checkup, a little tune-up. You know, it's there's always gonna be those things that fall off the plate that you mm -hmm. stop thinking about that are necessary. Yeah. And so, no, it's never too late. Start and continue to do it. And also on that. Not only just seeing a counselor, but it's also very important to continue to read books on marriage. Yes. Because it's it's a it, it's kind of an art, you know. It's like playing an instrument. You know, you you gotta continually practice it and strive to get better. Yeah, because you know we know that sometimes financially you may not be able to continue counseling through your whole marriage or you may not be insured so you can't do that so you know we suggest like kyle said reading books you know finding a couple's bible study or finding a couple's group that you know does has similar interests or similar interests of your spouse's 
you know, things that they like. So you can um, encourage one another through, you know, something besides counseling. It's a constant um, work work yeah in our marriage and we're we and I know I've mentioned this before you you know we find it essential to to continue to improve and enrich our marriage so in order to enrich our marriage we are seeking more and more advice and things that are going to make it better yeah yeah so it's never perfect it's always a work in progress and I think the having a, a mindset of diligence to be in a place mentally where you know that, hey, my marriage, uh, my family, my kids, all of these stuff, I need to make a conscious effort to be a uh, perpetual student, you know, to, mm-hmm. to learn how to be a better husband, to mm-hmm. learn how to be a better father, um, you know, what kind of things are going to grow grow my my spouse you know it lift lift her up or lift him up uh what kind of things do my children need oh man i could go off on that one because we're in a spot right now where our kids all they want to do is sit in the house and if we let them watch tv or play on their devices all day that's what they would that's what they would do and <laughs> You know, it's like you gotta you gotta do stuff with your kids even when they don't want to do it. You gotta make them go out on a hike. You yeah. gotta make them. Now they always have fun after we're doing it. But when you're like, hey, do you want to go? Shoot, I've even asked them to go to a movie, and they're like, no, we just want to sit home and you know I want to watch my YouTube thing. I'm like, no, we're going to a movie, and you're gonna like it. Yeah. Well- <laughs> You know, and, and it's the same for, you know, the like this couple with their question. You know, they've been married for 16 years, no kids, newbie Christians. So they've had no kids, you know, and they still want to know, is it too late for us to get counseling? Should we get counseling? Absolutely, if you feel... No, absolutely. It's not too late. It's right, absolutely no, not absolutely too late. not too late. Absolutely do it. Absolutely do it. Correct. Thank you for correcting me, my love. Mm. Uh and go for it. Yeah. Uh, see what we, what else is here? What other tools can we use? Oh, I didn't see. The, wait a minute. It's all right. I didn't see this part. We're talking about uh, quarantine life situation. Yeah. Um, and then it talks. It references date nights. Having a regular date night is a good suggestion. Uh, certainly, I mean, you can still, Jennifer and I have done date nights even during quarantine. You just got to get creative. You know, this is where I, I, I challenge myself to pretend like I'm in high school again before I didn't have a whole lot of money because I did a lot of stuff when I was a youngster, had a lot of fun and I didn't have a whole lot of money to do it. So it's, it's kind of fun. You, you kind of play a challenge game with yourself and you just come up with different things that you can do with your spouse but definitely do a date night or you know it's kind of like a quality time session where you have to eliminate all the distractions Uh, if you have kids you got to figure out how you can preoccupy your kids and get away from your kids so they can't find you they can't interrupt you and 
And if you don't have kids, uh, sometimes we've talked about this before, making a different atmosphere. So maybe you need oh, to yeah. step outside and have a date night outside your home. Uh, maybe maybe you don't. Maybe you can have a date night inside. Uh, maybe you're going to go for a walk. Uh, maybe you're going to go for um, a jog. Maybe you... Yeah, just do something that's special and different. Go pick, a, pick some flowers. Find something that is... You know, like Kyle said, where you're not spending money, uh, it, it could be a board game. It could be, uh, you know, let's, what, you're looking at me like you're going to say something. Maybe maybe you guys sit at a table and you both write a love letter to each other. Yes. And then you good. share your love letter. Yes. And there are many, many suggestions on Pinterest. I'll just throw that out there uh, for free date night, inexpensive date night, you know, uh, expensive date night so Pinterest is a great place to go and they actually give you you know a list pictures and everything of things you can do uh, that's free and most of it most of it you could do in quarantine life if you're choosing not to go out uh, because you know you don't want to be around people you don't want to wear a mask or we're being told that we need to stay in there are many things that you can do went without going outside of your home so the love letter is great what else what else can you think oh of, maybe okay so we all got several rooms in our house maybe you go into one of the rooms that you guys aren't in and maybe you put like a uh, blanket on the floor with some candles and you just have a picnic and you just shut out all the lights I mean the the uh, get creative you know the ideas are endless there's so many things that you can do um, I heard a story once where a guy had uh, just got a new washer and dryer and the boxes were still in his garage. And so he cut the uh, one wall out, taped them together, and then he had like this little cave thing and they had a date inside of the cave. <laughs> I love that. So, hey, you know, it's great. Just do, just do something different and have fun with it. It really doesn't matter what you do as long as you're you're just experiencing each other you're spending time with each other, listening, learning about uh, your spouse, and just connecting. Yeah. And, you know, getting out all the distractions. There's, there's so much noise in life. And what I mean by noise is just, just things going on that are sucking our attention. You know, get in a space where you're just focused on your spouse. And that's all that matters at that point in time. You know, that, that your spouse in, in, in your mind is the most important thing and you want to know all about them you want to learn all about them you can't mm -hmm. wait to be with them i invite you to get yourself in that headspace because it'll help you it'll help your spouse and it'll help your marriage yes it will definitely that's it what that's tools it can we use for a healthy marriage relationship that's a very very good question We've talked about some tools. We've talked about the speaker listener technique. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, go ahead and go back into our podcast and click on that one that basically talks about uh, how to communicate in a better way. I would say fighting fair would be a tool that you could use in your marriage. And that is not one that we have discussed yet. 
but you could go ahead and look that up, Fighting Fair, and stay tuned for a podcast on that because we will be talking about that. Yeah, uh, there's so yeah, tools, you know, any marriage books that you can read, uh, counseling in itself is a tool, and just continual education. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, all this, all this stuff that that we have in our toolbox, we either got from counselors or we got from reading books. Yeah, or doing couple based Bible studies mm-hmm. uh, where we've watched videos and you know had discussions with other couples. I would say, you know, finding time with your spouse daily, that's a tool that you can use and talk about. Sometimes, you know, couples will go days without actually connecting with their spouse. And maybe it's because they have, you know, opposite work schedules and that's completely understandable. But you've got to find some time, whether maybe you're waking up early or going to bed late or something. It doesn't have to be a lot of time. So quality time each day, five, ten minutes face to face uninterrupted. That's a really good, good tool to use as well in your marriage. Yeah. Prayer is also a good tool. Oh, definitely. Yes. yes. I mean, that should that should be number one. You know, before when Jen and I were going uh, through counseling, when we started our counseling at the church, Calvin would start every, well, both of the counselors that we had through the church, every session started off with a prayer. And something else that we learned was when we would have a discussion about this is the discussion after the argument. The discussion after we kind of cooled off and we're like, okay, let's let's try to have a productive discussion about this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, starting off with a prayer so that we can uh, be having open hearts mm-hmm. and open minds and uh, just try to listen to right. each other's point of view. So yeah, prayer, prayer, prayer. That's number one above right. anything else. And when you pray, you're inviting God into that space. Yes. And so it's going to be a different experience for you and your spouse. And I like doing that too because it helps me... It helps me feel like God is sitting right there. So how I conduct myself, my mm-hmm. behavior, how I talk to you, I feel like it's not just you and me. Mm-hmm. It's a hey, somebody's there keeping me in check. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pride can come into that, too. You could be so angry that you may not be able to pray. Um, and I, that's when, you know, you, you like, know, you ain't ready yes. to have a discussion for one. And sometimes when that happens, Kyle, if it's, say it's me, just for an example, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't pray right now. You know, Kyle will step up and instead of getting mad at me, like, well, gosh, what's wrong with you? You know, I can't believe you can't pray right now. You know, and going into that judgmental factor, he will say, okay, well, I'll pray right now. So it's, it's, you know, you're, you're a team member when you are together you know you're you're a team so your husband or your wife is your team member so let's help each other out in the process is what I'm trying to say yeah yeah and I think that's I think that's gonna be good for tonight baby we're running kind of long yeah we've hit all the questions I mean we could go on and on and on about little 
things here and there yeah. but we uh we want to respect your all's time and we hope that this message uh connects with you and again if you have any questions reach out to us contact us through this podcast yes and i want to thank our listener for for texting in this question so that we could share this information with our listener and with you. So uh, continue to listen, share this podcast on social media. And again, if you have, like Kyle said, if you'd like to message us, you can just go to Anchor and at the top of the screen, it'll say message us and you can go ahead and message us right there. We can add you into our podcast or we can just go ahead and answer your question. Also, you're able to uh, give us financial support if you'd like to, so we can continue our education to bring you a better podcast. So that is also there at the top of the page. Uh, So anyway, have a great night, everyone. And thank you for listening. Bye-bye.